Good morning, everybody in, on the East Coast. Good afternoon, and welcome, welcome to the National Code Enforcement Network. Uh, today, we have a special guest. We have Shirley Ellis from the International Code Council Board of Directors, coming straight out of uh, uh, Bastrop, Texas. She is the building official. And first of all, um, happy International Women's Month, uh, Shirley. It's great to have you on the show. Uh, we have Cecilia. She's doing the Women in Construction, Engineering, and Design uh, uh forum right now so she's going to be joining us a little bit later uh, to hop in on this conversation and i think surely you're going to be going over there right after correct correct this is a busy busy month for powerful women in our industry and with that um welcome to our show thank you i'm just so excited to be here uh this is uh one of my favorite groups uh, you with uh, working with y'all and so um just to give you a little background on how i got where i am and uh, the long journey, because I started in this industry uh, in the Panhandle of Texas in 1981. Um, I was helping to build a um, hospital. I was the um, field office uh, manager. And so the city, when we finished, the city inspector came and said, I want to hire you um, to be uh, my uh, permit clerk. We didn't have technicians then. They were clerks. And I would like to hire you to be my clerk. I need an inspector, but they won't let me hire an inspector. So in six months, I will change your job title. So I went to work for the city of Pampa, Texas, a little city of about 20,000. And in six months, I was the assistant building official. Wow. And uh, yes. And uh, that was my hometown. Loved it. Uh, it was uh, wonderful. I had the most uh, wonderful mentor um, and taught me everything um, that he knew. Um, so that he could stay in the office and then he could send me out. Um, the first woman in Texas to do that. So, and it being in the panhandle was a little bit of a uh, challenge, but uh, we made it. And after three years, um, it was very, very, it's very cold up there. And I'm not a cold weather person. And he said, I can't give you any more training. They're not going to let me. So um, uh, I suggest that you um, uh, start looking for your next level. So I came to Central Texas to a little town uh, as a building official named um, Belton. It's a town of about 12,000. And within six months, there, the city of Austin started courting me because they needed uh, EELC. They needed a woman. And I had then four years of experience and they couldn't find anybody with any experience. So I said, I'll come, but I'm not a I'm not a person for a big city. So I want downtown so I don't have to learn all these streets and get lost. And uh, so... Now, year four, I'm the commercial high-rise building inspector for the state capitol in Texas. And, um, uh, yeah. So, what do you do with a woman? You send that the guys don't want. There were 100 inspectors. They send me to all the trainings and the meetings that they somebody from our department had to go to. And I ended up um, the lead inspector at 3M Research Plant, like a little bitty 1.9 million square foot on-site power generation uh, facility that was uh, poured in place concrete, half of the buildings and half were red iron. And uh, did that for a year and decided the big city was not enough. So I ended up for my first tour in Bastrop. And uh, and so it's just like progressed since then. You know, I, I left for a while, got frustrated uh, with the city manager I had. I left, followed seismic truck for a while, you know, uh, did some construction on-site superintendent project stuff. And and uh, I just missed it. So uh, 
the city of uh, uh, Austin called me for the Green Building Program. So I went back to that and A&M hired me and from there to teach. So I spent 17 years uh, training building inspectors for the most part on energy and energy efficiency. Left there for a little while and came back. I did a little short stint with a manufacturer of uh, cellulose and was their national codes rep. So learned how to lobby Congress uh, and state legislatures. And then um, city of they called me back A&M did so it's like okay I'll come back had some issues with family and so uh moved back and then worked there until I retired last year when the city of Bastrop said we got to have you back uh we're growing too fast we uh, went from 100 houses to every two or three years to um 200 homes they hired me and we've now gone to 500 homes every year and we have a movie studio coming into town we're gonna start building in about 60 days for 16 Stone Movie Studio. So um, they called me back. And so, yeah, I just keep going, you know? Uh, no, it's it's awesome. It's awesome to see that progression in, especially, you know, and we'll get into how you ended up on the International Code Council Board of Directors because that, that's a big achievement within itself. It's not a lot of women that served in that capacity. And, no. you know, one of, one of the things that, I always go back. Let's go back to the beginning. I, I love all the stuff that you told me, but I'm going to dissect it and say, okay, give me more of this. I want to know about lobbying and, you know, that's an art within itself. It's a whole different other beast, um, you know, going from one jurisdiction and then coming back to a different administration. That's a whole nother beast, you know, going from mm -hmm. a, from a city to a private sector and becoming an educator. That's a whole nother beast. So yeah. oh, we're going to talk about all this. This is awesome. <laughs> Uh, just, before we get started, like, so, how, you know, when you when you said, you know, uh, back then they used to be permit clerks, you know, now they're permit technicians because there's both male and female that serve in those capacities. And one of right. the things that we always discuss is the role of permit technician. That's one of the front lines. It's one of the most valuable jobs that a lot of folks don't realize. And it's, um, you know, it's primarily uh, women that serve in those capacities. And it, you well, know, it, here's here's my take on that is. The permit, whether it be the clerk, the technician, that person sitting at that front desk is the heartbeat of the organization. They are, they want to keep every else go, everything going smooth. Uh, if it's not functioning, no department is going to function. Um, and if your department is considered uh, efficient and friendly, it's because your permit technicians are efficient and they're friendly. And um, some people think it's a, uh, not important it it's it's the most important job i think in the whole department and uh, and and it can be a stepping stone like it was for me um but then it also can be if that's where your passion i i tell when i talk i uh, just was at the washington state um not long ago permit tech and when i talk to ours here in texas or wherever find your passion in this industry and whether if that's being my permit tech she is right at the front counter she couldn't she said i never want to learn what you do so you um find where your passion is and if it's being a permit tech and that's what you enjoy and that's where your passion is is helping people get started and work through the process please continue because we need people up there who feel that passion but if your passion is to go further then find a mentor and help go further. Uh, some people plan review is where their heart lies and others think if you have to open a set of plans, it's horrible. 
There's a position everywhere for anybody in this industry. Find what it is. My granddad always told me, find what you do well, find and, and then find someone to pay you to do it. And if you do that, you'll love your job and you'll never feel like you're working. And uh, and you'll enjoy going every day. So whatever it is, and if it and it may be that you love your job, but you just don't like um, the the details of of a and pressure of a larger city, or and you like that small town where you know everybody coming in. It's not just the position you're in in the department; it's finding the right department for you. That's so true. Mm -hmm. I you know I, I I agree with exactly what you said, and you know we have a uh, uh, one of our person here we have a says great advice and that is a hundred percent correct because you know i met a lot of uh chief building officials over my lifetime so and you know a lot of them started off as permit technicians you know and and knowing that role knowing how to deal with the public because you know you, you try to come in with a warm smiley face but it doesn't always work that way somebody's mad because they didn't get a permit or have to pay a fee and they take it out at the person you know you know, not, you know, like in restaurants, they don't take it out on the on the cook. They take it out on the server. That's right. <laughs> you know, same right. thing with the permit technicians. They, you know, they, they're taking it out on you when it's actually, you know, something that you couldn't issue a permit because it's not a code friendly or they didn't pass their plan check or, you know. So I, I totally understand um, that, that role and, you know, and seeing all these uh, folks, uh, you know, dealing with the public. It, it's, it's a tough job. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm Mr. Code Enforcement. I, I love code enforcement. Anybody in the code enforcement role knows that we're the deliverer of those horrible messages. Like we knock on the door and we say, hey, mm -hmm. we don't say, hey, you have a great house. <laughs> we're just giving you a check. We're like, hey, there's something going on here and we need to yeah. uh, solve it and stuff like that. Well, with permit technicians, it's the same or, you know, clerks, it's the same thing. You know, uh, I, I, I agree. It's one of those jobs where if you I've met people that just fit that role, you know, they do it, it well. Yeah, it's, it's perfect for them. And you know what? You can be the best permit technician and, and mentor other new permit technicians. But like you and, said. And mine, is, uh, uh, that when there's somebody at the front counter and I can hear them, or when they're on, I walk by and I hear her on the phone, I am not above taking that phone away from her and saying, she, she doesn't get paid to get yelled at. I do. So <laughs> you want to yell at somebody, you yell at me. Do not yell at her. It's not her fault. She has no control over what I tell her or what the code says or how it's interpreted. So you don't be yelling at the front counter. That's what they pay me for. And it usually like she said, they were nicer to you. Yeah, they have to be. <laughs> and, yeah, you have to so It's taken a couple. There's one or two of them. It's taken more than one discussion before they quit yelling at her. But um, it's real important that that we you have a team that works together. And that everybody um, not only knows their job, but especially when you get to be the building official, I need to understand what they go through, what the permit. If, if I don't understand what you go through, then I can't I can't help you when you're under stress. If I know the job, I can do it when you're not here. You know, you have to understand um, the jobs of the people under you. You don't have to be able to do them well, but it helps us if you've at least tried it. Um you know, or at least sit with them for a little while to see what it's like. Um, it just makes the whole um, department um, a better team. I so, think. you know, and, and normally when, when we do these uh, types of interviews, I always say, hey, let's go a little bit, a little bit back a little more. What actually okay. got you interested in the whole 
building and construction, getting into that permit uh, technician, because we're going to get to your role as ICC board of director, which is. Okay. So so I will tell you a a real funny story. I I was raised as a pipeliner's daughter. And um, so I went to work. My first job out of college was at a trucking company that sold Kenworth trucks. And I ended up dating a bull hauler, as they call them. He hauled cattle. And so on the weekends, we hauled cattle, of course. That's when most of our dates were. Um, So when I went to work for the construction company, my mom was still like, eh. So when I went to work for the city, I came and said, I'm not moving with the construction company. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to go to work for the city. Um, I'm going to be a building inspector. Uh, Eventually, I'm going to start out uh, for six months as this. And my mom goes, oh, good. Something I'm not embarrassed to tell my friends that my daughter does. And my dad goes, wait, time out, mother. Uh, Let me explain to you what a building inspector does or what an inspector is. I mean, he had dealt with them on the pipeline. He had started a construction company at this point. And he said, it's not just this um, uh, glorious position that you think it is and uh, totally respected. And he said, and on the second side of that, there are no women that really do what your daughter's fixing to do. And my mother looks at me and smiles and she said, I'll just tell my friends you work at the city. Will that be okay? (laughs) Sure, mom. And it took her about three years. And then um, when she had, they had sold their house and, and moved down where I was in Austin area. And when she got down there and she started seeing what was going on and a little bit more, she she came around to really be uh, proud and appreciative of what I did, but um, she still would get frustrated because my dad and I talk business all the time. I had a septic license. My dad was my apprentice when we had our company, and wow. uh, he installed them, and I had the license, and which made for uh, interesting dinner conversations, you can imagine. But uh, so when I started, I, I, as as I've said, I just somebody would say, "Can you do this?" Sure. I can do that. And of course, then a lot of times I'd get in it and then I'd be going, wow, um, what made me think I could do this? Which meant I had to go hit the books and study a little bit more um, to be able to do it. So when um, some people were talking and, and Ravi had been from Texas and on the board and been off the board for several years. And um, so some people, we were kind of talking, not Texas people, but you know, some of the ladies in Wicked and um, about if I was going to run and win. So I went and talked to my guys and said, nobody, you're not running. You're not running. Okay. People I thought should be in ahead of me. I said, I'm going to run. And I threw my hat in the ring. Um, I lost the first time in Fort Lauderdale by a minor single digit percentage um, to uh, uh, the state of New York to Jim Morgison. And um, uh so when I when I when they came up and said, Are you gonna run again? I said, I'm not running in Long Beach. Um, why not? Because Bill Bryant and Greg Wheeler are up, and that's would be to me like political suicide. As we know, they've all both gone on to be past presidents. So I said, I'm gonna wait. When we get to Kansas City, two years I'll run. And um and even if I hadn't a won, I will still affected change because um part of the issue with my election was that uh Jim ran from the floor and then had had trouble getting support from his jurisdiction to serve, which is one of the criteria. So they changed the rules and now you have to have at least sent in your uh, documentation 
to that you would like to serve as a board member and that your community supports you before you can run from the floor, which means you have to have that to them um, before the meeting starts. So you have to have at least thought about it. So that's an effective, uh, good change, I think, that was made. Uh, in Texas, they refer to that as the Shirley Amendment. And uh, lovingly, uh, so uh, they could probably call it a few other things. But um, so when I went in 2016, then um, then I won. And so uh, I won Bill Bryant's two-year term, an expired term. I went up to him afterward and I said, does this mean I'm the next Bill Bryant? And he goes, we got to do something about all that hair. And I said, and then I need some Pee Wee Herman shoes because he's like six something and I'm like five foot one. Um, they <laughs> say, though, I have an attitude that I'm six one, five foot one with the attitude of six two is what my friends say. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so I, I had that two year term and then I was up for election again. And um, some of y'all will remember this. It was an interesting time. Uh, I got out of nominating with a two-year term, but they had done some math wrong on some unexpired terms. And so they came to me like an hour, 30 minutes or an hour before the board meeting actually started and said, well, we're wrong. You actually are running for a one-year term. So I gave math that went from two-year to one-year. Boso came out against me because he didn't feel he deserved anything more than one year, and he didn't come out of nominating committee. So we have the same constituents. So he beat me by a few points. So now I'm down to a zero year term. Then came out against Mike Savage, won a three year term. So, you know, two plus one plus zero in, in Aggieland is a three. So uh, I have a three year term. COVID extended it to four. So um, now I'm up um, for uh, my final three year term this year. Um, but I'm going to. Um, throw another you know nothing's gone smooth and by the book why would i let it do it this time so as uh, pete already knows uh, most of y'all i'm fixing to make my announcement to y'all but i'm running for the executive committee for this office of secretary treasurer uh, now if i get nominated and i win it's good if i do not win i have to rerun for my seat because nominating committee can't leave it open so uh, i'll either have a four-year term as secretary in the executive committee a three-year term or once again, I can have a zero. We'll see what happens in Louisville. It's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you know, you know, it's uh, my first ABM. What's in Pittsburgh? I mean, I always wanted to go to ABM. I've gone to Educodes and I got into this Region Three training, and I, you know, but the first time I ever saw the whole um, nomination, thing, it was crazy. I'm like, this person nominated from the floor, and then that person, and this person, mm -hmm. like giving his speech, and you could tell that person's not too happy. <laughs> yes. so, and, and, and you know you start kind of learning the politics but you know at the end of the uh, end of the day you know um there's there's a lot of service in serving on these board of directors because you know there's great stuff that comes out of it there's a lot of committees that come out of it and we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit but you know um going back to you know when you were uh you know, permit clerk, did you ever aspire at that time to be a building official? Did you ever aspire to be on the board of directors? No. Was that something so, that just happened? No, no. So, I mean, I was just looking forward to being an inspector, you know, and um, so, so no, none of that. And I started um, serving uh, immediately in my local chapter, but I didn't get to do board service until I became a building official. So that was 83, uh, not board service, but um, state. So in 83, I got very active on the state level, helped create 
Um, the Blue Bonnet chapter, which is uh, one of the larger chapters in Texas, and a lot of people, they're very active on the national level. And then I went um, to Austin. They didn't have a chapter, so I started the Greater Austin chapter, which we're trying to revive. And um, and in the meantime, um, some of these names, some of the you will recognize, um, you'll recognize maybe not the name of George Walker. He was on the ICC board when we first formed. He was also a past president of the Southern Building Co. Congress. And he was one of my mentors. He was from Waco, um, helped me start the Blue Bonnet chapter. And then another name you all recognize, but probably not as intimately as I do, and his name was Bobby Fowler. Um, he was the building official in Abilene at, at this time So, and was another one of my mentors. I was actually um, at a hospitality suite. Well, it's a picnic is outside. Stand between George Walker and um, Bobby Fowler when Bobby said, George, it's time. And George said, what? This was 93, 94. And he said, it's time to pull the plug. We have two out of the three votes to, to start the mer a merger of these three organizations. Um, uh, and so I learned so much and they're the ones who showed me about giving back and service. If you're going to participate, don't be a sidelander, participate. And, um, so I've always followed that rule. And when I got to, uh, 1990, I was president of the, of the Austin chapter. So they sent me to the ABM for Southern building code. And, um, uh, it was in new Orleans, Louisiana. And here I was, I weighed 100 pounds, five foot two, I was in my 30s. And I thought I was getting my expenses paid. I was going, I sat there through at all the hearings because that's what I was there for. And I was at the time a high rise inspector and got up and testified the first time at the mic. This was when you could touch them. And I brought the mic down and said, you know, I'm Shirley Munns then, that's before I got married. And I'm the uh, high rise building inspector for City Austin. And I have a few questions about this um, code change, I said, hearing the proponent's prior testimony, I'm sure there's an ASTM number attached to this, is trying to allow concrete in um, high-rise buildings in the where we had sheared the penetrations. I said, I'm sure, you know, what, a, what how do I treat that shear so now bond correctly, blah, blah, all this stuff. And I said, so I'm sure all that's in an ISTM number since that's what he's been testifying to a lot to. So if he could just give me that number, then I could probably support this. And uh, I sat down and he got up and withdrew because he didn't have ASTM number. And he got up and withdrew the proposal from the floor. And I'm like, they're in a drug that can give you this kind of high. I'm sitting in a room of a thousand experts. And the first time I get up to the microphone, I won big. I'm like, wow, <laughs> I'm done. I'm hooked. So I've been doing co-changes ever since. And uh, all the hearings, I was, uh, when we had three codes, I was at at least two or three of them. Texas is the only state that had all three codes adopted at the same time. Um, we had uh, bigger cities were with ICBO, smaller cities were SBCCI, and one city, uh, Pasadena, was Boca. So uh, I was pretty big on ICBO and SBCCI, serving on committees. I was on the plumbing committee. I mean, she's Bill Tangy, another one of my mentors. Um, and he goes, boys, it's just one girl. I mean, really, it's all of y'all. What, what can she do? It was when you were appointed to committees and not um, uh, uh, through the process that we have now. It was just basically the, CB, the CEO. And he, uh, 
came out and he said, okay, they've agreed to let you on there. Now just go kick their ass. And so, um, <laughs> so I, I did. but, um, and so all of mine has been, uh, a lot of my help has been through very, very good mentors. Pick your mentors. Um, if, if you see someone you respect and uh, you, they have something that you think you need or some skill or some information, um, say, will you help me? Will you mentor me? Will you uh, give me uh, some advice? Um, and we will. Um, but some of them will do it just voluntary. And if they ask you and say, you can go do this, um, trust that they see something in you. If someone says, I think you should do this, and it's someone that you that you know or know of and respect, trust their judgment. They see something and uh, and go with it. And um, it's going to take you uh, down amazing places and and to do amazing things. Um, uh, so I thoroughly believe that mentorship is uh, very, very critical. And I've mentored a lot of people. I tell women all the time, don't do what you see me do because I've got enough experience. I can get by with it. You got to start where I did and people got to know. You got to get them to understand you, know you, talk to the right people, listen a lot. Um, one of my mentors came up not long ago and said, you know, I didn't think he was listening all those years ago, but you listened more than I thought you did. That's um, awesome. You, so, you know, um, Oh, one yeah. of the reasons we, we have all these guests on this National Code Enforcement Network is because, you know what, folks like you, you know what, I talk to you, you know, we, we've never had a drink together, but guess what? You know, um, you're here today and you're, you know, you're talking to the, you're talking to the next generation of code enforcement uh, or, or building officials and board members. And, and, you know, your journey is something that a lot of folks can, can say, well, if she can do it, five foot, uh, five foot two, hundred pounds, I can do it. <laughs> you know? tell, all right. So Pete, I'm going to tell an embarrassing story on me. All right. um, when we were in Pittsburgh and we were leaving the banquet, it was raining and Pete's offering to walk me back to my hotel, which was what, four blocks or so? <laughs> yes. In the rain and on the nice, even, smooth sidewalks of Pittsburgh. And uh, in my heels and my floor wing dress, I hit the pavement. Remember? Yeah, and I do. Jacket. I was afraid I'd torn his jacket, but I had not. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so his first time meeting a board, this board member, um, she falls almost flat on her face. So uh, we're all human. Yeah. We're all human. It, it, it's true. I actually, like, I, I think I met you right before that. We went, we were at a, I think it was like a minute, but I actually got yeah. to. We, we got said to, hello. Yes. We said hello, but it's the first time we'd actually like met, visited, yeah. talked. Yeah. Yeah. It was after the, uh, I think it was after the uh, banquet and, you know, we're walking mm -hmm. back and it was raining. And I, I remember I stole the umbrella from the hotel. Why well, didn't yes. I borrow it? <laughs> I gave it you back. But, it. And I had on the dress that's in this picture. <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And we were walking and yeah, you did pretty, you did pretty, <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. We're, we're like you say, we're all human. We ended up going back. We, you know, I'm, I'm glad you were okay. But you know what? There, we did have a good conversation after that. Oh, we we laughed about it. So about it was, sidewalks. <laughs> we had a good conversation about sidewalks. Um, that, don't worry. We didn't steal the umbrella. I had it with me the next day. One of the guys needed to go back and it was raining. So he carried it right back, used it on the process, delivered it back to the hotel. So that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, uh, so no, but you know, 
end of the, you know, and it's funny because I always uh, tell the stories on how we meet people. And you know what? Hey, that's how I meet people. Yeah. You know, I, I've met people where I'm like, like I've known of them. And then when I got to them, I, I totally forgot their name. And I'm like, you know, I had a, at ABM, I, I spent years on a board. I'm, I'm going to tell this story. I'm not going to tell the, who the person is. <laughs> it was the funniest story. Um, we're sort of, we're at, uh, not ABM, we're at the Educode last week. Guy I served on the board for three years with, you know, comes up to me. I'm like, hey, everybody, this is so-and-so. And then he looks at me like, that's not me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, and I'm like, wait. It's so and so, like super confident, you know, like you know, like uh, you know, raising yeah. like the um, Lion King, you know, like because I'm so positive. He's like, no. So I ended up, <laughs> so I had like anger on my face, and everybody was clowning me. Especially Cecilia was clowning me the whole time. So I had my first senior moment in front of everybody, and it happened. Uh, we're human. That's why we wear name tags. <laughs> See, exactly. now it makes sense. <laughs> wear your name tag. <laughs> wear your name tag. Yeah, and I'm so glad that. A lot of times they'll put the name on both sides because they're usually facing the wrong direction. They are. They are. No, but, you know, um, at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I see the impact that, you know, your position has on other, you know, you have a, you have a bunch of fans on the uh, chats. I don't know if you've seen them pop up. Oh, no, I, I see, but I don't have my glasses on, so I can't read them, but um, yeah, I see yeah. them. So you had Lorena, you had Celine uh, Sarkis, oh, on? Yeah, oh, Rachel, yeah, yeah, Rachel Patterson, you had, uh, let me see, Charlotte <laughs> McCowan Brinson, you know, that, that they're all fans. So it, it's oh, a great good. Well, thank Today's you color. very much. Yeah. So, you know, it's. When it, you see me come up and say, hey, I, I, uh, I saw you on your chat and that way it'll help me put you in perspective of where I know you from. So. No, it, no, it's it, it's crazy. So it, anybody that knows Shirley, say hi, say hi, Shirley. It's it's always good for to have our guests know who's uh who's uh who's watching and Who's stuff. listening? Um, yeah, yeah. So now, um, you know, going back to um, you know, getting out, what what kind of committees do you currently serve on? Okay, so um, this year I'm on the budget committee and on the audit committee, and um. In the past, I've served on the um, chairman of the awards committee. I was that in 20, um, 20, 20, which we didn't do. You know, we gave awards, but it was all on a virtual. And in 21, so you saw me like everywhere there. Um, I was like 12, 17 different awards we give out, 15 or 16, 17, somewhere in there. So I was a little bit of everywhere. Um, I've served on the um, honorary committee. I've served on the, um, uh, I was liaison to the sustainability membership uh, committee for, uh, I think, three years, maybe four. Uh, Jay Albatar retired in the global membership committee, uh, came up and um, asked me to serve as their liaison. So uh, I've done that. Uh, I, my minor is in business. My college degree is in business management with my major with a minor in uh, global business. So um, global membership um, wanted me there for that reason, I think. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was because Jeff enjoyed drinking beer. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> and a, a couple of the other people from uh, Australia and New Zealand. Um, but um, that's been a real joy. I was also um, the liaison um, to um, my state of Texas and Oklahoma since I've been on the board up until this year in Kansas for two years. Um, back when um, the bust hit and, and ICC was a little strapped back um, 
2009, uh, they decided that the board members should represent their own community, their own state and the close ones nearby because it would less travel, right? Because a lot of it we could do by car um, instead of flying across country. Well, Cindy said, you know, we're doing okay now. And we need to get where the members the members have access to other board members other than the ones that they have technically grown up with. Um, so now uh, this year I became the liaison to Washington, Oregon, and Idaho. And um, I have done uh, a lot with um, the Washington um, Permit Technician, uh, I mean, in, uh, Association. I've also done Oregon, uh, some meetings with them, installed both of their officers, uh, Idaho. I went and did theirs and installed the permit uh, text there at the annual business meeting with the officers there. So I'm, I'm uh, thoroughly enjoying, although I didn't wasn't too relishing snow in November and driving in the mountains, um, but that's been a, a challenge and fun. Uh, so I've done a little bit on, on several different committees. I've been on the council policy committee uh, for several months, I mean, several terms. Uh, this is the first year I haven't served on the CEO evaluation committee. Uh, so uh, there's been some some that are uh, fun, important, but fun. That's the awards, the, uh, the scholarships. Some that are real important business that we do, like evaluating our CEO and now working with our budget. Um, some are a little bit more important, uh, but it's all been fun. And uh, I've learned a tremendous amount. We have some brilliant minds on the uh, the board of directors um, from different perspectives. Uh, we just did a workshop where we learned our different personalities, and I'm definitely an ex extrovert, and uh, I'm a, a intuitive a lot, which I know drives some of the, our uh, our less intuitive, those logical ones that drives them kind of crazy, but. Um, so we're learning how to, to work with um, amongst ourselves, um, learning who has the strengths to put us where we can do the best that we need to do. And um, I applaud our, our Madam President for that. She's in uh, Dubai right now working on uh, some projects. And yeah. So yeah, I, can see her on, uh, I did see her on uh, posting. I'm like, wow, look at Cindy Davis over there. <laughs> she's the first president to go visit. We have an office in Dubai for those who don't know. And she's the first um, board member to visit our Dubai office. So that's pretty exciting. And this is one of the, one of the things, uh, you know, it's the International Code Council of Dubai, uh, you know, and one of the things that we're working on, uh, you know, especially with the, when we talk about diversity and inclusion, you know, including the Spanish speaking, uh, the Spanish speaking communities. Mm -hmm. you know, we have mm -hmm. South America, you have those those communities. Where, right. You know, right. They, they need codes. They do. And so I'll tell you, um, uh, we are in ICC now uh, 64,000 plus. Uh, we have almost 10,000 jurisdictional uh, uh, government members, which each one has four to 12 people. Um, we're in uh, 55 uh, countries. We have members and, and, and we actually do work in, I think, about 35 countries. Uh, we've written building codes. We've helped uh, Mexico a lot. We've written an energy code for the Caribbean, Caribbean for um, Costco, which is the 15 free trade countries. Uh, and uh, we started with the energy. Everyone's like, why energy? Because here we would think, our people think you should start with building, you know. But um, they import all of their energy. 
uh, 100%. So energy to them is uh, pretty critical. So we started with the energy. And uh, uh, then we also have written codes. We're in the process of writing some with Bangladesh right now. We've written building codes and helped the uh, Afghanistan we're working in Saudi Arabia, their new Neom um, community. I don't know how many of you have heard of Neom. It's being built from the ground up. It's 10,000 uh, square miles of a city being built from the ground up. Um, I actually talked to two different headhunters about going to work there. Um, they wanted someone to start their whole engineering firm. This was a couple of years ago. COVID was just hitting. And so I said, but um, to create their, at that time, they were going to be 100% desalination for their water source and only wind and uh, solar for power. Um, and so um, we, Mark Johnson, our senior vice president, is worked a lot with them on um, codes and technical issues and um, engineering. And so um, been pretty busy over in that area. So we're uh, we're uh, all over uh, and truly live up to the international. We do a lot of business in China and uh, India with our uh, accreditation service and the evaluation service. Uh, very active over in the Middle East. I mean, in the Far East. So uh, lots going on. Lots of exciting stuff. Isn't it crazy? Like, you know, some of us only look at our small towns and think ICC and you're you, you know, do you ever take a look back and say, wow, I represent this bigger portion of it. And it's hard because you're a doer and doers don't take the time to sit there and say, wow, I came okay. from a permit technician to today. Let me tell you, I will tell you two stories. Um, and from different, different perspective. Um, one, I was, I was talking to Dominic. I said, well, are you doing this? You know, do you want me to come over? Cause we have that fire facility in Bryan, which is 90 miles from me. I used to drive it every day. I know. And so, um, he said, Shirley, no, cause we want to recognize that we're doing constructions and we want to recognize them. He said, cause you know, you forget you're on the board. You can walk into a room and it sucks all the air out. And I went, do what? It's just me, you know? And he said, no, they see you as not this. So another story, I had gone to the Colorado chapter, uh, training, which they just had. And, um, and I was going as a student. Uh, here I've been teaching for A&M and I taught all of these people for years. And But I was going as a student and as I walked in, Steve Thomas was there and he said, Shirley, I'm meeting Doug, meeting Dougie, Doug Thornburg. He said, we're, we're going to go to dinner. We have to talk about some things, but we're going to meet you up at 1127. That, I said, where? He said, the instructor's um, hospitality suite. Just go up to the instructor's room and we'll meet you there in about an hour when we get done with dinner. I said, but I'm not an instructor. He said, Shirley. Doug and I are going to go talk and we're going to meet you. It's 1127. And I said, Steve, I'm not teaching here. My student, he said, you're on the board. I think they're going to let you in. And I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about crashing the party. You know, so, so I tend to forget that I think I'm just me. And, um, and then every once in a while, it just kind of like hits me. And it's like, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm still in awe of, of our staff at ICC. I think we have the best staff of any company anywhere in the world. 
and um, and what they accomplish and how they do things. I sit in awe of them. When I'm sitting at a table with with Mark Johnson and Daryl from uh, Costco, their CEO, we're sitting in in uh, Barbados um, at our after our board meeting, our first and only international board meeting two years ago in Barbados because we had met with Costco and we'd had a board meeting, then met with them all day, and we're sitting there just talking. And I'm like, I'm sitting here at awe of these two guys. And then Daryl goes, well, someday I'm going to come. Will you let, will you let, come let me have some Texas, real Texas barbecue? And I'm like, sure. Thinking, you want to come visit me? And then later Mark goes, well, yeah, because do you not re remember? We just wrote them that, oh, I just forget. Mark, I sometimes I forget. And uh, I'm just me, you know. No, I, I agree. I'm, yeah, I'm blessed. I have been very blessed to be where I am. And I try to do the best job that I can at whatever, whatever God puts me to do. And um, right now it's helping here. And, uh, and you know, you know what, one of the things I admire about this board in particular, you know, um, you can sit down, like, for example, when you talk about Mark and talking to him in Barbados, you know, I talked to him at Educode and we talked about how to further expand the code enforcement training and the, mm -hmm. it's not code enforcement is not standardized it's so pish posh and you know i'm like hey we really need to put this together um and you know just having that simple conversation with them having a conversation with you or some of the other board members it's just like talking to your colleague when you're really thinking these are the decision makers these are people that are are, are out there and you know one of the things that i see with the most of the, this board of directors is like you know even talking to just regular frontline staff everybody's treated on the equal plane and and this is why i love um the whole icc organization yes i can, I can go to educode and talk to the frontline staff you know and they treat you like you're part of them and it, this is what i like i need something education i pick up the phone i call somebody i know who to call you know if i need to talk to somebody else that's like hey you know um that office in alabama will take care of you or that office in chicago will take care of you or that office in brea will take care of you and 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 it's yeah. and it's so funny because i can call my government liaison like susan dowdy and say hey susan i need this oh this person talk to carla higgs who's in alabama da, da, da. Mm -hmm. you know? and, and and it just she connects you and 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 carla would say hey maybe you need to talk to this person this is the right person for you this is your region representative right so and, and it's like the way they just interconnect and everybody knows whose function is whose i love it you know so yes it's yes. Admirable. Well, when I started and and I hadn't been at the city of, of uh, Pampa, but a few weeks and I'm starting to learn plan review and I don't have a building code. So I picked up the phone and it says, you know, Southern Building Code Congress. So I call and this guy answers the phone said, this is Bill, can I help you? And I said, how do I find a building code? And he's like, what? And I said, well, my city, I just started. Um, I can't find a copy of the building code. What are you under? I said, the ordinance says we have the 1979 Southern Building Code Congress. He said, I have one on my desk. I have two of them on my desk. I'm going to send you one. What's your address? It was Bill Tangy. He was the CEO. To the day that man died, last time I saw him right before he died, he said, do you still have my code book? I said, yes, sir, I do. Do you need it back? Because he loaned it to me until I could get one. Do you need it back? And he said, not yet. Just want to know you still have it. And I'll probably have that book till the day I die. Um, because he was just like, you would talk to him and he'd say, what do you do? I work at the 
I work at SBCC. I work at ICC. He didn't say I'm the CEO at ICC. I work at ICC. I work for ICC. And and so whether it be in here, um, our city um, mayor, I mean, our uh, city manager has a quarterly luncheon. We have 100 and less than 150 employees. Quarterly luncheon because he figures everybody's going to be able to make at least one or two of them during the year. And so when I go, all my all the staff in the planning department, they all sit together. No, I'll go sit with somebody from the parks department in Wells Grass. Or I'll go sit with some of the parks. I want to sit with someone I don't see every day that I still work with. Uh, you know, and so I'm the same way. When I when I first started running, I had to go talk to my guys. They didn't know. At first, they weren't sure that I would be able to be elected till they saw. I said, what do you think I do when y'all are out playing golf? Because y'all make all your plans. You're from the same part as Texas. You don't call and say, oh, do you think we should make sure Shirley has something to do on Tuesday night for dinner? So I said, I would go with the New York guys. I would go with the guys from Georgia. I'd be over here with the guys from, you know, um, wherever. I would just... Oh, you know, start talking with them. You want to go eat with us? Sure. Or at the banquet, I just sit down with them because I want to meet people that I don't see every day. You know, I want to get other opinions and other things. So um, you'll find that there are, people are just wonderful to meet and talk to. And um, and you're going to learn a little something. And who knows what, what can come of that. Uh, so. It's all, um, we're just one big, there's a lot of us, but we are a very small family. And uh, I tell my son that, he's 22. Uh, if I get secretary, y'all all meet him in 24 because he'll be there with his band. But um, he's been to a couple of the board meetings as my plus one. He's a musician, professional musician. But um, I, uh, I, I, I take him and, and I, I tell people all the time, and you've got to, um, uh, to my son, you've got to put yourself out there and, uh, and you've got to meet new and interesting people. And I said, I know people all over this country, all over the world. I said to him, my nephews, if you ever get in any trouble anywhere, and I don't mean jail, you got yourself in, get yourself out. But if you're, if you need something, your car's broke down, you can't find a mechanic. You don't know who to call. You have your, you need to find the hospital or doctor. You just go find the building department and say, hey, this is my insurance or this is my mom. They're going to know uh, and they're going to help or, or provide help. I said, because I've had when I was at A&M, people that I knew, my child's over there. Shirley, can you uh, make sure that I can't get there for an hour? Can you get them to so-and-so? Yes, um, because we're family and that's what we do. So, uh, no, yeah, uh, you, it's amazing. Um, uh, uh, you know, I'm probably going to be one of these that there's those that retire and walk away. I don't know if I can retire and walk away. No, um, there's, a, there's a lot of, uh, you know, retirements going on and there's, uh, yeah. you know, um, and Some of them just don't look back. Yeah. I said, you're going to retire in a few years, right? And move to the beach. Uh, yeah. What are you going to do when you retire? That's why my sister-in-law says. And I said, um, I'm going to like travel and meet all the people I've met around the world where I can actually sit down and we're not at some meeting. I'm going to go and visit with my friends. And um, he said, I know there, I, he's been to a couple of them. He said, I know now what you mean by friends. They're not just, some of them are not just work friends. And he said, I don't know why you want to retire then because you get ICC to pay for you to do it now. 
<laughs> they're not always going to. Yeah. So. No, it's and it's and it's um, one of the great things about being involved when you go to these different uh, venues, you know, whether it be um, uh, Louisville or be Rochester or be Pittsburgh. You when you get to meet the locals, you know, the people hosting, you get to go to the spots. You know, if we're in Texas. I'm like, hey. I want you to take me to the good barbecue place. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and you're in California, I'll take you to the good Mexican restaurants, you know? So, and, and Howard Wig from Hawaii, when he was here for a meeting in Austin, wanted to go to an Austin honky tonk and hear real country music. That's awesome. Did <laughs> so we did. We went, we went, saw Alvin Crow. Yes, we did. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, it's just great to, you know, just to be able to like, meet everybody you know it just it's such a small world you know I, like when in a million years that would i would say i'd be walking with you in pittsburgh and you know <laughs> carrying your umbrella picking you up from the floor <laughs> right <laughs> right yeah, and, yeah. Like, let's go hang out i'm like all right let's go you know just random <laughs> random person but you know that that's uh like you said we throw ourselves out there and, you know, like, you know, me and Cecilia went full dive and getting to meet everybody, inviting everybody on this yeah. show, you know, and, you know, just to kind of segue into that, you know, it's um, it's International Women's Month, you know, and I know you're, uh, you know, you work with Wicked, which is the Women in Construction, Engineering and Design, you know, they're yeah, having women in, women in code enforcement. Oh, yeah, yeah. My women bad. My bad. Wrong Wicked. John Troll, he said in Nashville at a meeting and came up with that acronym. I'm one, I'm I'm the one that ins, that started rounding up women and saying we need a chapter, we need something that we can do. I can get code training anywhere. I can get training in how to be on a road for two weeks in a room for a thousand men and still leave a husband at home who doesn't understand. I don't know how to deal with. We get sexual harassment training in how not to sexual harass. There's not much training out there on what to do if you are harassed and how to deal with it. That was, we want, we want training. We want mentors we can call. We want, there were not very many women. My first hearing, there were three women in the room. Three. And one was Vicki Lovell, who just retired. And she, um, she was, uh, uh, working for Dow Chemical then, and the other one was a lady named Carol McLemore, who was a uh, building official in Lamarck, Texas. And then there was a Betts uh, in Southern Building that was kind of active too. And so um, there weren't any. And um, so we wanted that network started. So we started Women in Code Enforcement Development. It was the first national ICC chapter. And I'm proud to say I, I had the privilege of serving for the four years as their president. And um, and they flounder. It's hard to do a national chapter, uh, especially when it's women who are so involved in the code development portion, um, which takes a lot of work. Um, I admire them writing them and and having to keep clients afloat and and uh, different meetings that they have to go to outside of ICC to stay current in their industry. Uh, the Windows Association, the um, door, you know, the um, in, in the installation with DuPont, Dow. And then that spawned the Permit Tech, which really has uh, exploded. But um, now we have a lot of women. Uh, uh, Ann Von Weller was the second president of ICC. It was an appointed because the first three, you know, were appointments. Um, Cindy was our first uh, elected female president. Yes, number one. 
Um, we have had um, several women on the board. Tina Rakes from Kansas has been on the board. Brahma Thomas from, from Arizona. We've had, um, now Angie's on there, Brenda Thompson from um, Nevada, uh, Dottie Manzel from New York. So we've had um, several very strong women um, who have served on the board over the years. And, um, and there's more coming up through our emerging leadership. We have three or four that are very strong. This is the first time we've had three women on the board. Um, and so um, exciting times. Uh, hopefully next year may be the first time we have two females on the executive committee. Wow. Cindy will still be on there. So we'll see. Um, Dave Spencer, by the way, is uh, running against me. He has announced. So you're going to probably hear from David, too. Uh, but uh, it's exciting times to see we the department I'm in right now at the city of Bastrop, we're a town of 9,750 people. We uh, So our director of planning is female. She's been here for five years. She just got promoted from assistant director to director about three or four months ago. The building official, female. We, my permit tech, female. Our senior planner, and the planning tech and the administrative assistant to the planner, all female. My code enforcement officer, female. Our city engineer, head of the engineering department, female. Our whole uh, the whole department, and um, and we're very diverse. Uh, also, we have uh, uh, all colors. So um, we have Brazil represented. Rakitas from New Orleans. Um, Deborah is Hispanic. Uh, so yeah, we have, uh, all colors and, uh, all female and it's, um, I, I sometimes pity our, uh, uh, Jay, uh, Trey Job, our assistant city manager. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cause sometimes he, yeah. yeah. No, and, and you know, um, in, in, uh, coming up in two weeks, it's the women leaders in code enforcement symposium in Santa Rosa. That's something that was brought on uh, for the code enforcement profession, but it has since expanded to accessibility, to permit technicians, to uh, building officials, and, and it's and it continues to grow and evolve. We're getting more um, more uh, folks like Four Leaf involved. You know, uh, we have other you know consultants, other. Uh, we have our the our Curry Group, which is officer safety for women. I mean, there's so many things that, like you said, there wasn't any training. Uh, there's training on sexual harassment, but what to do if you get harassed. And one of the things that I see with the women leaders and code enforcement movement is that women are empowering other women to say, hey, if, if we we can do it. Not if you did, it, I can do it. It's like we can do it, which we is it. something extraordinary that is happening. Um, I know every month they have a, a coffee with my girlfriends, which is an offset of uh, women leaders in code enforcement, where they bring in speakers and they talk, you know, it's hosted by Rachel Patterson and um, mm -hmm. Cecilia. And, you know, every, every, and I sit there, I'm their honorary girlfriend. Cause you know, I'm the, I see that, <laughs> but, you know, okay, and, and so it, yeah. one thing I want to tell you on, on, on the, all the different things that you said, um, that that triggered in my mind i want to be sure i get it in before we we get this time off is we've talked a little bit about our emerging leadership and how we have a lot of strong uh women on that but there's a thing that and this year i could not go but uh houston uh women in construction have a thing called she builds houston they brought in a thousand junior high and high school girls to an auditorium they bust them in two different sessions half in the morning half in the afternoon 
they had all uh, they had every type of construction equipment you could imagine. Like Hilti set up a took the slate out of a chalkboard and put sheetrock in it and taught them how to do glue guns. They had tile manufacturers there that had let them do mosaics to teach them how to set tile. They could climb all over the tractors. They had women who run their own construction companies, who work for the city, who do all this, come in and do these uh, motivational speeches, and then they let them loose on all female plumbing companies, own company. Uh, all of this stuff, City of Houston has always had a booth there for their plan review and inspection team. Um, la it wasn't last year because of COVID, but the year before that, I, w I was there um, with the City of Houston. I couldn't go this year because of the capital thing. But um, there was a little girl in a, in a wheelchair sitting in the middle of this auditorium just looking around with her uh, assistant. I don't know if it's her mom or her school assistant. And I walked up and I said, you don't see where you fit in here, do you? And she said, no. And I said, so you're kind of sad, aren't you? She said, yeah. I said, do you know that there's a job that you can do here? And she's like looking around. I said, that you can probably do better than anybody else. And she said, what? And I said, come with me. And I went over, I rolled to a set of plans. I said, see, you're already sitting down. You like to look at pictures? Here's a set of plans. You can sit right here and do plan review. And I want you to know none of these people can do their job until these are right. So there is a job in construction for you as a black handicapped female. And we can help you get there. There is a job in this industry for everybody, no matter your color, no matter your physical abilities, and no matter your race or your, I mean, or your um, sexuality. No matter there's a job for all of us in this industry. And we have to find those people and say, here, look, let me help you get here. You know, and with that, that point, that's yeah, that's yeah. the whole point of what I do. And, and with, that, with that point, you know, some folks are, that sit on these accessibility boards are disabled because they understand the needs of, uh, you know, for accessibility. Exactly. And, you know, um, you know, uh, exactly. I have a disabled, you know, um, sibling and, you know, it's hard, you know, lugging him or he, he's stubborn. He doesn't want a wheelchair. So, you know, he, I, so I take an hour to, to get from here to there, but that's okay. I love my brother, you know, but, yes. you know, I understand his needs, the, you know, ramps and, 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 um, handrails. It, it, it's important. Yeah. It matters. And some folks, Man. you know, see a handrail, they're like, yeah, it's just a handrail, but you know, it matters to somebody door pressure, you know, those kind of things. And that's something that, uh, you know, Lorena Souls, she's teaching the women leaders in code enforcement, teaching uh, accessibility 101. This is one something that we need to bring into the forefront to say, hey, there's opportunities for you to learn this, you know, whether it be fire stops or, or construction or, or electricity, whatever. And, and well, and one of my one of my biggest things you've already heard me talk about mentorship and you've already heard me talk about the, the next generation. We are going to lose 80 percent of our people in the next 12 years. We aren't bringing in 80 percent replacements. Um, we have to I know we have a program and we've rolled out a new thing, but I don't think we are still doing enough to find our replacements um, when we all get ready to retire. And we're going to have people doing what we do who do ha who have no concept or they they want to and they're going to do their best. But are they going to be fully prepared um, if we don't start getting them in here? And I don't mean at the college level, the high school level. I mean, we got to get them even younger so that they are ready. I was talking to a 16 year old kid yet um, Sunday night at my son's 
um, gig he was playing and all uh, about five of his friends who are in construction just found out what White's mother does. And they were all like, and this kid 16, I said, you go get you some experience and I'll help you get into this business. Right. Yeah, work so eight, and I told them all, y'all get all the money that you think you need for right now. But when you start thinking, when you have kids and they're in ball and they're doing this and they're doing that and you need to be there for band and for football games, then when you retire and you come to work for the city where you work eight to five and have weekends off. Sure. And, you know, one, one of the things is I assisted uh, with the technical trade program and creating some 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 media for ICC. And, you know, because it's important for folks to start learning. And, you know, so Rachel Patterson says, uh, yes, at the elementary school level and, and, and middle school level, it's so important. You know, she has a little character called Fiona the Fox and and it she ta you know, she talks about different code issues. But, you know, just like the police, they have McGruff and the firemen have Smokey the Bear. You know, for us, we read. Ah, there it goes. <laughs> I'm reading this at, 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 during Building Safety Month at the library. That's awesome. Look at that building. Yes. Well, what's it so, about? It's about it, it's about a group that wants to build their dog, uh, their dog, a dog house. And they have to figure out how. So they go looking at foundations and at shapes and at columns and at all of that. And in the end, you build a dog house out of construction paper and marshmallows and craft sticks. And so we're creating a permit that when they come to the library, they'll get their building kit. After I read the book, they'll get their building kit. When they, they come in, they get their permit and they get ready to build. They get their give us the permit. They get their little kit. And when they come, when it gets all finished, they don't have to finish it there. If they will come by my office, we're going to make them their own little CO for their building kit and take their picture of their kit with the building official and the permit. That's awesome. And we're you know, doing that for building safety month here. We need to sprinkle that little, that little, um, you know, that we need to sprinkle that into our elementary school kids. You know what? Because these are four to seven, four to seven right? year old. You know, one of the things, um, what is it when you simplify your position? You know, what's a CBO to a four-year-old? I make sure that you live in a safe place. That's my job. You know, that's when it comes down nuts and bolts, that's what we're here for. And you sprinkle that at an early age, you reinforce it in middle school, you incentivize it in, in, in uh, high school, right. and you make it a career in, in junior college. I think you're setting people up for success and making the next uh, the next generation of that built environment. So I tell them your building catches on fire and the fireman's going to come. But I make sure the building stands long enough for the fireman to get there. That's beautiful. And with that, uh, we're, we are over our time. And I, I really appreciate it. I, I have time. so enjoyed it. So I, I that's always fire. great. <laughs> so. Always great. I love, I love talking to, about what we do. Um, I'm, I, as you can tell, I'm a little bit passionate about it. Um, so I don't know. Is there any way I can get these comments? Yeah. Uh, let me see. Um, I don't know if you can get the comments. But oh, yeah. I mean, so we had Lorena first said uh, she agreed. I with see. Oh, right here I can see if I put on my glasses. See, I can now oh, read. Cool. Uh, thank you all for all of the, the kind words. I appreciate it. I look forward to meeting you all and uh, uh, talking some more. If you find me at any meeting, just come over, say hello, and uh, and visit. And one of the um, my closing thought, one of the uh, board shadows come up and said, "Oh, I was so jealous. You were taking your shadow to meet this person, this person, this person, and I didn't have the opportunity." I said, 
if you if I'm ever talking to someone and you want to meet them or you want to come over and just stand there, I will introduce you. I'll introduce them. If we're talking about something that's that's private that you can't be in on, I'll say I'll come join you over there when we're done. Um, but I'm never wherever I am. Um, unless I'm up on the DS or up there, you know, up front. Then, um, otherwise, uh, come and uh, talk. I'm always open to conversation. Don't be shy. I'm not. So, awesome. And thank you for joining us, Shirley. You. It's been a pleasure. And everybody, thank you for joining us. Thank you for uh, sticking in with us. And we will see you. And everybody, happy International Women's Month. Thank All right. you. All right. Bye. Bye.